If you're into wellness and natural methods of treatment for pain, then I have an offer for you. Go to bodycheckwellness.com for high-quality hemp extract products. Products such as hemp oil-infused lotion and CBD muscle and joint roll-on are designed to promote wellness, balance, and recovery. Use the promo code OCS to get 25% off your CBD needs. Don't miss out on this great opportunity. Make sure you visit bodycheckwellness.com today. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ice Cold Takes podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiMeglio, and this week I'm joined once again by Kyle Hall, of the Broadway Hat Podcast. Today we'll talk a bit about the draft, which begins tonight and uh, continues tomorrow, and then free agency, which starts next week, and as well as address the JT Miller trade rumors that have been going on. And we'll start with the Georgiev trade that just happened literally yeah, like half hour, news. 45 minutes ago. Yeah, Kyle, how are you? Thanks for joining me again. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks. We got breaking news as soon as we come on here with Georgiev. Uh, another trade, I think Chris Drury... Uh, did another great job, right? Uh, to get rid of a guy that had no future with the team, wanted out, and you're probably not going to qualify next week to get three picks for him. Uh, I think it's a home run. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I was just going to say that he hit it out of the park here with with Georgiev. I heard the like last week or recently the report was the Rangers wanted a high prospect and a draft pick, something along those lines. Uh, I might have mixed up my terms there, but to me that that seemed like an astronomical asking price. And to see that they got three draft picks out of that trade was is actually surprising. And I think this is a great trade for the Rangers. And we were just talking before we started the live stream that you know this could be a potential for a Nemeth trade. Mm-hmm. Now we have something to tack on to that. We have a third round pick for next year, or we could do something with this year's third round pick. And you said Arizona might be in play for that, right? Yeah. So Arizona's looking to take on salary uh, per usual out in the in the desert. They really aren't looking to win, and they need to hit the cap floor. Uh, so uh, Nemeth has a no trade clause. I don't know what exactly it says. Uh, you know, if Arizona's on it, I don't know if it's a full. I think it's an eight team though. So, um, but you know, the other option obviously is buying him out, and that was the other report that came out. The Rangers are willing to buy him out. But by trading him, obviously, you save a little more cap this year. You save that million-dollar cost. I think it's in 2023-24. And then um, – but to do that, you're obviously going to have to move out some, you know, some kind of pick or player. I can see from an Arizona standpoint, Nemeth is probably going to cost you at least a second or third-round pick plus a Hartford prospect. And I, I don't think it's a junior player. I think it's a Hartford prospect. I think it's a guy that they can maybe plug into their lineup. I don't know who that player is. If it's a Matthew Robertson, um, you know, that kind of a player who's kind of like a high second round pick, you know, hasn't got the NHL yet, but is trending that way. He has kind of a block path right now with the Rangers. You know, there's not too many spots. Left. They have five solid defensemen right now that are going to be in that lineup next year. And you have Niels Lundqvist and Zach Jones, who are, you know, two top prospects right there too, along with Robertson. So, you have him that's kind of hanging out there. Is he a guy that you attach with Nemeth to get rid of him? Is it worth it? Is it worth just eating the money and eating that million dollar, uh, you know, cap loss there on him? 
It really, when you look back at Chris, we we're applauding Chris Drury for this great trade of Gorgiev and getting some assets back for him. Nemeth could be the one, it, you know, one bad maybe move he's made. You know, I, I think the Bushnevich trade was something that you had to have done. I think it was a little, when it happened, Ranger fans thought you'd be able to trade him for uh, Eichel. And I think that's why most Ranger fans were upset. Maybe they can get a first round pick for him, whatever it is, obviously. Had a monster of the blues, but he's got a huge contract. He wouldn't have stayed with he Rangers could have never kept him. Um, so you could say like, that was his first deal. So Ranger fans are like, what is he doing? And since then, he's been money. I mean, everything he's done has been great. Every pickup of the at the trade deadline was great. Goodrow was a great signing. Reeves was a great trade last offseason to bring him in. So Nemeth is probably the one guy you're like, ah, maybe <laughs> not so great with him. And I can understand their logic. Swedish defenseman, veteran. You had Niels Lundqvist there. You wanted to bring in a fellow countryman. And then Niels really wasn't ready for the NHL. So that didn't work out that way. And then Nemeth didn't work out in general. So we'll see if the Rangers move him. I don't think they'll be able to move him today, which is why I think the draft pick for next year comes into play. I don't think he gets moved to this draft. I think Julian Gauthier is the next guy you'll hear probably move from the Rangers. I wouldn't be surprised if he is dealt tonight or tomorrow for a late round pick um, prior to that, like five, six, seven range. Again, the Rangers are not going to, I don't see them having a spot for him. He's on a one-way deal. He'd have to go through waivers to return to the American hockey league uh, this next season. So uh, be interesting what, what they do there, whether that really resigned him last week, but I don't see him sticking around in New York. He asked for a trade. I can see some team will risk a six round pick for him. I can see. Yeah, I could definitely see uh, Gauthier asking out. That makes sense because he's not getting a whole lot of playing time. He he wasn't after the, the trade deadline. And, you know, he needs to go to a team that has a spot in their lineup because he could do some some damage. I mean, we all joke and say he does the same move every time and he can't finish. <laughs> but he gets a lot of chances and he draws a crap ton of penalties. And I think he that does. could be very valuable for a team. So give him to a team like Arizona or – or Seattle. I think Seattle could use him for sure. Ottawa even. One of those teams, he give him a chance to play. And you know, I think with the with the Nemeth with the Nemeth thing, if you buy him out, I believe it's two million dollar cap. It goes against the cap this year or one million. You're saving two million dollars over the course of the next four years. Yeah, you're saying you don't it doesn't hit next year, it hits the year after for like a million for two years in a row. Yeah, yes. Um it's a million dollar cap hit. Yeah, for the then not next year, the following year. It's a savings of I think like one hundred fifty, 1.5 million this year or something like that. Yeah. So it's not it's not a full savings, but it's like a half savings or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it's and not then, as bad as I thought it was in, originally. I forget when I looked at it the first time. It was like months ago. What a buyout would look like, and I was not a fan of it. But actually, <laughs> it would help. It kind of would help out. A little bit but if you can move him in a deal to Arizona without giving up too much chipping in with with him going the other way I'd say do that well that's why I think a trade's better than a buyout anytime because then you're completely clean of that contract you just move on from that whole thing and on cap friendly you don't have to look at his name for the next three years on the buyout line um like you do with Kevin Shattenkirk now uh but I mean I I don't know what Arizona's plan is for the future there. They seem to be kind of like holding out until they get that new arena. So Nemeth's deal would be up right in time for that. 
Uh, and then they can kind of go for, you know, if they go for Austin Matthews, whatever they're going to go for out there and try to bring in a big name. Uh, but I mean, Julian Gauthier, I don't think he's a top end prospect that they're going to want attached. Uh, but you can kill two birds with one stone by sending them both out there with a, you know, another prospect or a pick or something. But, um, if Gauthier is not a money thing, it's more of just like a performance thing, right? Like he's only making 800 K he's not going to kill you in the cap, but there's a lot of, there's more guys on that Rangers roster you want to see in the lineup than him. Right. Uh, so it, it comes to a point where you, you're out of, you're out of roster spots and you kind of got to do right by the player too. Like if he's not going to play, you know, and he's going to be sitting in, you know, the press box the entire year. Um, they kind of like, I mean, the crazy thing is like Lever Hayek is now like back in the picture. He's now kind of that Rangers seventh defenseman again with Nemeth gone. And you, they're not going to bring back Braun. It looks like. And, uh, He's a, he's got a one you know he's one more year on the Hayek deal I believe, so I I think Hayek is here to stay again, and I saw yesterday that he had the second least games played of any player that was on an NHL roster for quote unquote eighty two games. Uh, he had some games in Hartford where he went down for a uh, it was quote unquote, it was called a rehab stint. Um, conditioning right? conditioning stint, whatever it was yeah. but he was still on the rangers roster because uh they never actually sent him down so it was like the second yeah so like his 17 games there's one guy who had 11 games but at 17 he was the second uh the second most games of that so oh that was interesting but yeah he's now back in the fold i would think i guess um i don't you know i don't see anyone taking him off their hands so yeah. Yeah, Hayek's an, an interesting, an interesting one. If the Rangers do decide to keep him as the seventh defenseman, I'd have to imagine that Zach Jones would beat him out for that six D spot in camp yeah, next year. Yeah, I think the six D spot is between Lundqvist and Jones. Jo- yeah, it's Lundqvist yeah. and Jones. Yes, but uh, but whoever loses that could possibly, or could not even be in it if they do trade for a number two center. I would think whatever team is trading for the, you know, trading to the Rangers are going to want one of those two guys. Um, But I think it'd be more beneficial if they're both on the roster and one makes and one doesn't for one to go back to the American hockey league and play every night opposed to playing every, you know, whatever games and rotating in what your hike can do for you, I guess, fill in sparingly, unless the guy's missing four to five games, like then you bring up one of those kids to play the entirety of that. But to have them just sit there and play every once in a while, it's more beneficial for them to play in Hartford uh, and, and get some ice time instead of that. Because, I mean, we saw when Hayek went in the lineup, like he wouldn't play for a month and all of a sudden he just show up. And uh, and and he didn't play too bad at the end of the year, but still it, not the answer <laughs> you want. Some guys just don't work out. And Hayek was once a highly touted prospect and a second round pick. The Rangers mm-hmm. wanted him in that trade. I listened on the your episode with Bill Pito. Great episode, by the way. You guys Thank should you. go check that one out. That was a really good one. Bill Pito was saying that the Rangers really, really wanted Hayek thrown in that deal, yeah. the McDonough trade. And, you know, some guys just don't pan out. And Hayek, I think, is one of them. And, and you know, you, you were referencing, you know, the defensemen that we have our our stockpile defenseman we have jones we have lundquist and then trying to move those players 
move from a position of strength to address an area of weakness. Mm-hmm. And no position has been talked about more in the past like two weeks, even since before the season ended, the playoffs ended, than the two seed position because Strom and Cop looks like they're both going to unrestricted free agency. And basically every single day since the finals ended, there's been rumor after rumor, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Evgeny Malkin, Paul Stasny. Now JT Miller is in the mix in terms of players the Rangers could acquire for their second-line center position. And I'm hearing now, like, Jeff Merrick said, okay, the Rangers, he sees the Rangers as being the destination for for JT. Mm. Um, If you throw in Kako there, I don't see how that trade makes sense at all because – who plays second line right wing? You're moving from a position like you have Panarin and Kako locked up there, right? They're penciled in there. They're filled in. You move Kako, you address 2C. Now you have the hole in on the right side. Who's playing there? I, you can say Kratzoff, I guess. But be... he hasn't played in the NHL much. <laughs> I mean, but and then and then you there's also the argument that Kako hasn't had as much, hasn't had much production. Well, he hasn't had that much ice time really in his career has he i mean he, i thought he looked the best in he, we've seen him with panarin this year and on the mm-hmm. kid line those were his best performances i i don't want to give up on kako i yeah i really don't i'm I not don't, ready to do that I, yeah i'm not ready to do that yet and i think it, if they can get him on a two-year 2.25 which was the number um that i thought he would probably come in at on a bridge deal I think that works out best for the Rangers, cap-wise, future-wise, whatever. J.J. Miller, listen, I liked him on the Rangers. When they traded him, I was upset. Again, the last man standing from that trade, Libor Hayek. Well, I guess you could say Niels Lundqvist was a draft pick there, but um, and was it Carl Hendrickson? Uh, they were both picks that turned into players. But Libor Hayek, obviously, like we talked about, was the guy they wanted in that trade. And uh, so it would be kind of funny if they did get Miller back from Vancouver, ship Hayek back to Vancouver and kind of uh, rework that one. But um, I I don't see Miller's apparently turned out a six year deal worth eight million dollars from Vancouver. That was the report see, yesterday. See, that's too see and right that, there. That's too much yeah. for the Rangers salary cap. They cannot afford a long term contract like that. And JT Miller is not. I mean, I like him. He brings a lot to the team, but there's a lot of question marks with him. People think that yeah. he might shift back into his old habits of being a bad influence coming back to New York. Um, I don't know about that, but it's just a long-term commitment. I'm not willing to make that financial commitment because I talked with hockey stat miner, who's a genius on the salary cap last week. And he was saying the Rangers have six guys. We have Mika, Kreider, Panarin, Shesterkin, Fox and Truba locked into big contracts there. If you make one more, is Miller good enough to take them over the edge? I say yeah. no. I don't think so. And I'm worried about talking about the salary cap. I'm worried about you go after one of these guys, and now you can't lock in Keandre Miller long term. There you go. You know what I mean? Without moving a Jacob Truba, which I don't know if you can move Truba as well as he played this year. Is he still valued that high in the market by other teams? You know what I mean? Like, can they still get a, a return for him? Or is it going to turn out to be, you know, kind of like a, a Ryan McDonough situation this year where they basically just sent him to Nashville for nothing? 
and they guys got they got lucky that they were able to get rid of a contract. So, um, I that's what I am nervous about and tentative about with these giant contracts. I personally like. I would go after a guy like Debrinkit over Miller, a younger guy that yeah. can kind of grow with his core. That's a guy I would give a longer term deal to. And you could probably give a longer term deal to him with a little less money too when he does come. But you're going to have to give up probably more assets to Chicago than you would to Vancouver for him because he's a young player. Um, I mean, I way off the board, but like I was, I think we talked about this way back when, but like I would go after Patrick Kane. Like, that's the guy that I would go after. I think you put Kane on this roster, and that's a guy who I would probably send Kako out of town for because then you have another winger there. And if, like, but then you have Hedl on your second-line center. So that's the only thing, is that you had Hedl on your second-line center, and then Barkley Goodrow would be your third-line center. And then you I have would... to bring back, and you got to bring back either uh, Rooney or Mott to play on your fourth-line center. But I, you, yeah, but then you ahead, bring in Kane, and I mean, what is the one thing the Rangers in the all postseason? What are they missing? The five on five goal scoring. Patrick Kane can do that for you. He can play next to Panarin. They're dynamic in Chicago together. I just have a pipe dream of him playing for the Rangers, and I know he's on his final deal in Chicago. Chicago's obviously looking to rebuild. They're gonna want to get. He'll most likely be dealt at the deadline if he wants to. It's give you one of those things where he's gonna determine. What's going to happen? He's he's that type of player, kind of like a Malkin in Pittsburgh. Like, if he wanted to be traded, he would have said, I want to be traded, and they'll move him. But he has the clout there. He's won the championships. He's got the rings where he's not going anywhere unless he wants to go somewhere. And I think he wants to go to a contender. And now you can say the Rangers are contenders. Uh, I just think, and I think Chicago would eat some of that salary if you send them the night. Like, I would send them Kako and Niels. For four for Kane, fifty percent retained. Some retained. Right. They got to retain something, yeah. And then they probably want a kicker of a, of a pick somewhere too, probably. See, with okay, I like Kane as a player, and you know he's one of my favorite hockey players. Right? I mean, guy's outstanding. One of the greatest American hockey players. I gonna be a Hall of Famer for mm-hmm. sure, but his age doesn't fit in with the, with the team. I'd rather Debrink. I think Debrink it would probably be. The I like Debrink it. Yeah. But long-term I, for what we're building, I would trade Kako for Debrink it, not Kako for, for Kane. I would try and <laughs> scrap up whatever assets we had to, except for Kako Lafreniere to move for Kane. I would love, I would love Kane. I think it would be good for the team. Panarin and Kane. Yes. I dream about that. Um, the only That's, there's only a couple people I would move Kako for and make a, a financial. It's got to be players that you're going to make a commitment to that you're going to add to that group of six because you invested the second overall pick into Kako. You got to get something good back. And two of those guys, Debrinket, Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, which yeah, the rumors were going around yesterday hard on him. Uh, I think was it Ottawa was the one name that was in there. They wanted. To, team him up with his brother again which mm. that would be a line i would not want to play against the two kachuk brothers on the same line together i wouldn't want to go against those guys then like if you whatever it takes to get matthew kachuk i would i would give it up it may be except for lafreniere i would honestly i would throw in heedle and kako for for a guy like kachuk because he's he's a dynamic player checks off all the boxes tough to play against his analytics are outstanding he's a great 5v5 player um 
it just uh, that that's one of those players where like yes i want that that guy this last year everyone was talking about eichel i was like fantasizing about <laughs> coming to the rangers uh i know there was always rumors i wasn't i wasn't following the rangers when keith his father keith played but mm-hmm. i think there was always the fantasy. He was of, always rumored to go to the Rangers. Always rumored every to go to the Rangers. Every year. Yeah. Every year. So how like poetic would it be if, you know, Matthew Kachuk comes to the Rangers? You know what I mean? <laughs> I yeah. No, I love, I think he's an awesome player too. I, I love that guy. He's, he's nasty. He hits, he scores, goes to tough areas. Yeah. I mean, for the Rangers, like the makeup they have right now, yeah. like, that's their kind of makeup, right? Like, get into the dirty, dirty spots. And like, that's how they score all their goals. Like Kreider, obviously player like that, like plays hard nose in front of the net. Um, but yeah, I mean, they need some kind of five on five scoring help somewhere. Um, I don't, and you kind of hope they do it with this number two center, right? Like take two, you know, try to knock out two needs and one, if they can get that. But like, I don't think Vincent Trocek is the answer. I, I feel like a lot of Ranger fans like him. I'm he's not too high on him. He's good, but I don't, he doesn't move the needle for me. I, I think that he'll be a, so, he's a solid player. Like he's a guy kind of similar to Kachuk. Like we'll get underneath his skin, do some of the dirty work, but I don't think he's on the same level as that kind of a player. Um, he didn't really impress me in that series against Carolina at all. Um, for everything I heard going in that he was going to be the guy that we're going to, Ranger fans are going to hate him. I didn't really notice him until game four. Uh, or wherever that was when he scored the goal finally or five when in Carolina. But um, yeah, I don't know. I know Ranger fans are a lot of Ranger fans like him. I, I just, if he comes at a, a lower salary than I think maybe, but if he's a $6 million guy, I'd rather have Strom back. Honestly, out of this group of free agents, not one of them I'm willing to make a, a long-term commitment to, which is why I think they should play it safe. We use Heedle as two C this year. And sign Paul Stasny for one year because the guy can still play. He's good at 5v5. He wins faceoffs over 50% for his career. I mean, takeaways to giveaways. He he's pretty good on that. He doesn't he get he takes the puck away more than he gives it away, which is always a good thing, I'd say. Yeah, so he's responsible <laughs> in his own end. He's responsible in his own end. Because I don't I don't get a chance to watch him play. Like I didn't watch the the Jets games this year. I haven't watched when he played you know, for Vegas, I didn't watch many of those games, but I know just from looking at his stats that, you know, this guy checks off a lot of boxes. Rangers could definitely use him on the third line. Maybe as a, just a face-off, a face-off winner, just to pin the, that would help with 5v5 a little bit. Well, that, and that's I why think I wanted a reasonable price too, like three to 4 million, less than 4 million for sure. I'd say. Yeah. That's why I wanted cop back over Strom. If you were going to pick one of the two of them, I want cop back because of the faceoffs. Yes. And is the better five on five player, I feel like. And cop, I thought was a fantastic penalty killer for the Rangers, too. Yeah. Which yeah I, Strom, I, I agree. Strom, you know, fills in here and there, but nothing like, you know, cop you can put out there against the top guys for the first minute and not worry about it and also play a little power play, too. So, um, and, and I think for the, I think the best thing if Strom leaves is Lafreniere moving to Pete, the power, the first power play. Yes, like they have to move into the first power play next year. The kid is too good to keep on. Get him the thirty seconds on the second power play. He needs to have first line ice time for sure next year. All right, that's 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 my that's my thinking. 
And then with with Cop, I would love Cop, but he's asking for a long term deal. And yeah, I don't want the Rangers to make that commitment. It, it don't don't. Some fans had a problem with the Barkley Goodrow contract is too long. And yes, the last two three years are going to be killer for 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 them because he's going to be a little bit older. And I, I mean, you don't want a declining player with high salary and a no move clause on your team. It's it's put you in a in a tight spot. The only but, good yeah. the only good thing is that it's not a lot of money. It's, it's not, not like, a, it isn't. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to kill you. What's killing you is that Trupa contract. And within two, I think, I think you play it safe, wait until next off season and then offer, you know, the extensions to Lafreniere and Miller, mm-hmm. right? Heedle and those guys, Kravtsov, if, if he's still around here, then see what you have. And if you still have space, if you could still make a move, shed some salary, get rid of trade Truba. Cause I think his no move clause expires in two years. So that's when you could, could move on from him and then open up some salary and go after a big name player. If you want to go for Dubois, he's going to be unrestricted free agent in two years anyways, but it kind of looks like he's forcing his way to Montreal from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like that's where he wants to go, right? Like that's like his one destination that one hurts the Winnipeg because now that's out there. So why would the Rangers or some team go draft him or go draft, go trade for him when in two years he's going to be a free agent and he's going to go to Montreal. So, uh, and the the other thing with JT Miller too, by the way, going back to him is that, yeah, like we were saying, like you got, he's a guy you have to sign long-term because if you do that deal and you don't renew that, renew him, he's a rental. And now you give all those assets for rental guys. So there's also an unknown there with him. That's why with to bring it. Like, I think he's the, I don't want to say lowest risk, but like, I think like for a future looking, he might be the guy to go for. And of course, as I'm talking to you about this, Pat, I have like Patrick Keene radar. Uh, there was a rumor now that Patrick Keene is looking to get out of Chicago if they move to bring it. So <laughs> it's like, so you know. <laughs> if they move, if they move to bring it, yeah, because that just signifies that they're done. You know, that that signifies that they're going through a whole new thing. Okay. So. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't think they should move on from Debrinket. To be honest, I think you hold on to a guy. How old is he? He's like 24 right now, Debrinket. Debrinket, yeah. So NRD, the NHL Daily Rumors, or yep. uh, Rumor Daily, uh, there's a thing here that he commented on someone saying that Patrick King, oh, Patrick King should ask for a trade as soon as Debrinket gets dealt. And he goes, the usual suspects. Florida and New York will be all over them. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love that. I, the last 88 was the last 88 was Lindros. So we got to get a new Ooh, 88 in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Showtime, Patrick Kane, that would be awesome. Yeah. It just, you know, I got to see what we'd be giving up. For yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he could still play and you could sign him for, you know, a reasonable amount of salary, just keep going with one year deals. Why not? I, yeah, I exactly. Yeah. If he's yeah. okay with, with sticking to one year deals, then I would make the trade. But if he or wants like a like two year deal or if he no, wants no, like, like an Ovechkin type or, or, or like the deal Latang just signed, I'm that not was getting, crazy. No, was, no, no, no. Yeah. Not, six years for Latang. Cause there's no, there's, you don't know what could happen as you get older. I mean, the risk for injury is there and it's going to be a bad contract. Like, you know what they did with Hosa, like Hosa couldn't play 
the end of his contract or mm-hmm. Seabrook. He couldn't play the end of his contract. It was just, it was too long. Like, I don't want that. I know. Short term, short term contracts, like one, two, maybe three years. Yeah. But if he does it three years, years, three years, he comes down salary. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Like you sign up a three year deal worth like 4.5 instead of like a two year for six. You know, I like mm-hmm. try to get a deal on him that way, which is kind of like Barkley Goodrow, right? You sign those six years at three instead of four years at five. So, like, the Rangers got a better deal because, again, the extra term. Like, and Nick Paul just did it in, in Tampa. Yes, yes. You know, he, he wanted the term. He didn't want the year. He didn't want the, you know. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. He wanted a little more stability, I guess, in his life in seven years. That's going to save them some money over time. I it's think great deal for Tampa. Great yes. deal for Tampa. I think that's an awesome. I think that was a great, great deal. I can't believe he wanted the years. Like, I would never agree to that, but he knows <laughs> the kind of player that he is, Nick Paul. So he's okay with, with being that style for the next, what was it, seven years? Seven years, yeah. Okay, yeah, there, there you go. Um, I mean, Evgeny Malkin, no, I don't want that. I've heard no. those rumors. No, I don't want that. I don't that. want Malkin. That, he's, his attitude ha- feels like he, he like gets that. worse and worse as he goes on. He doesn't like lose, you know. Obviously, Rangers hopefully aren't a losing team next year, but he doesn't like losing. And we saw the Rangers saw firsthand in the the game where Igor waved them off the ice. He had the little like fit on the ice. He had the fit in the playoffs too, where he's throwing the stick on the bench. Like he's just a guy that I don't know. I, I, I don't want around the Rangers' young kids and the young. This took this a team, lot of dumb penalties. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot of dumb penalties, a lot of stupid slashes and stuff. I feel like this team is very tight knit, and I feel like they have a good thing rolling here. And just throw a guy like that, like a powder keg into the mix, is not not the right move. Um, there's a lot of a lot more players I think they could be. Any I don't know his age. He could there's injury issues. Like I, <clears throat> there's a lot more better players you can go after than him. Yeah, yeah. I think the Rangers should definitely re-sign Tyler Mott though, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. I'm all about Mott. I like to see them re-sign Rooney. I know a lot of Ranger fans don't want to see that. I I like Rooney. I like Kevin Rooney. I think he's a good face-off guy. Good penalty killer, not going to cost you. I think he made seven hundred thousand last year. Probably would be right around that number again, maybe eight fifty. So, I mean, a guy who could play left wing, center, could be kind of like your thirteenth, fourteenth forward that's sitting there. But then you also have a Dryden Hunt that you know you still have in the contract, yeah. and um, you have a Sammy Blake comeback. So, you know, the Rangers have a lot of guys that could fill that bottom six. They got to figure out who's going to play that top six role. You know, is he going to be a Kako next year? Is he going to be a Kratzoff? Is he going to be a Lafreniere? You know, do they bring back Frank Vetrano on a small-term deal? Like, I think he's the guy who might have, of all those guys at the trade deadline, probably the best shot at sticking around. Seems like he really enjoyed his time in New York. I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to want a huge contract, but there's been zero talk about anything with him. Like, I haven't heard a peep out of him, out of anything, so... Very odd where all these other guys have these rumors going around that you know, he wants to be a free agent. They want to be this. They want to do that. There's been nothing with Frank Vetrano. If it's if the salary is reasonable, why not bring him back? Yeah, but I thought he was I, great. I've also heard about you know Gustav Rydell 
being mm-hmm. used as the fourth line center Swedish uh, player that the Rangers signed recently or Bobby Trevino. Yeah. The Rangers picked up, I think before the season ended, mm-hmm. um, they could plug them in at fourth line center. I'm interested to see how those guys look in camp. Now Trevino, but, uh, Trevino is more of a top nine player. More of a I don't, top I don't, instead of a bottom six. Yeah. He's a, he's more of a goal scorer playmaker. Um, now he could be a guy that can get a run at maybe it's the third line center role. If you, if you move heatle up or trade heatle, he could be a guy that you can maybe look on a third line role. Um, but I, he, he's not cut. He's not a fourth line player. So I would, I would hate to put him there. Like the Rangers have done that with Leas Anderson. These guys who aren't fourth liners, they throw him on there cause they want to see him in the NHL and they play with a guy like, you know, you know, glass or someone who can't handle yeah. the puck and like they, you JT Miller was actually a perfect example of that when he first came out the Rangers, they put him on the fourth line. And he's like, you know, passing the puck off people's heads. And it's like, you know, what's going on here. But, uh, so I think, yeah, Trevino is a guy definitely to watch next year in camp or this year in camp to see if he can make the team. Um, obviously a, a unbelievable college hockey player. You know, I don't know if they, maybe they want him to play in Hartford for one more year or what it is with him, but, um, yeah, they, I mean, yeah. And he's another guy. The Rangers have all this young talent. Like eventually they gotta either play him or get rid of him, right? Like then you have Offman. I think they gotta give him a really good look. Yeah. In training should. camp. He's a big kid. Like he's already he's already a man. You know, he's already built. You know, Will Cooley really impressed a lot of people last year in training camp. Um, I think he got a preseason game last year, Cooley too. I think Offman did too, I think. And they both really impressed. Two physical young kids. Um, you know, I just I, I keep on talking about Dylan Garand because I think he's going to be great for them down the line as a backup goalie for Igor. Um, you know, he's going to be in camp and um, I have a great special coming out on him actually soon in the podcast. So um, I was excited to start building that this week. And uh, I think he's going to be a player to watch next year because you got Kincaid's a UFA. Um, Huska is a, I think he's a, a, he wasn't RFA, but I think he actually qualifies as a UFA. So because of his service time, whatever it is, Tyler wall, the other goalie, the Rangers draft a couple years ago, he's an RFA. So they got all these guys who they got to resign. And if they don't resign them, they have no goalie in Hartford. So mm-hmm. Garan, I think he's going to get a great shot at the Hartford job next year. I think they bring back Huska. I think they like him and he's a draft pick at the Rangers. Kincaid might look somewhere else to see if he can get a backup job somewhere. Um, or who knows me, the Rangers signed him to be the backup in New York. Uh, but I think Garan's got a good look there in Hartford. So they got all these kids that are like, right. Like, like I said, Matthew Robertson before, like, where does he go? So they have some assets that if they want to deal for some guys. They have them because I don't want to give up often, but like, you know, if often makes a team, where's Will Cooley play? And is he a guy you put in Hartford for a year or two? Does he want to go in Hartford for a year or two? Like, is he NHL ready? Is he a guy you can attach to a trade for someone? Like, so they, I think they were ranked the number five prospect pool in the NHL. And that's after, well, I guess it was going into the season. So they're probably less because Igor graduated and who else would graduate? I guess Lafreniere would graduate. So they're probably a little bit higher now, but I mean, they have so much young talent and uh, like, they're going to have to resign these guys too. Right. Like, like we said, Keandre, you got to give him a long-term deal. Yep. So eventually you can't keep everyone. Right. Uh, I mean, to your point about Othman, he's too good to play in the OHL. 
And he's too young to play in the AHL. Yeah, yeah. And we don't know if he's good enough for the NHL. So it's really tough to see with with that. And you're only going to get however many preseason games there are. And you can do the first 10 games. You can do the first 10 games of the year before you send him back down. So I can see him doing that. The last guy I remember the Rangers doing that with, I think, was Heedle. Yes. I think think Heedle was the last guy. Yes. I remember they did that. Yes. I remember Duclair. Duclair they did that with. Yeah. Yeah, Um, they did with Duclair. Yeah. I think it was mm -hmm. Heedle before Duclair. Heedle was after Duclair, right? Yeah. Heedle was after Duclair. Yes. Because Duclair got traded in 2015. And then to what you were saying, we all these centers that we have, all these prospects in the, the pipeline, Rangers need more centers. Like, <laughs> and all their, I think they should invest a good portion of their, their draft picks uh, for this year or tomorrow in centers. I, I That's what I think, honestly. Maybe take a goalie, a defenseman with one of them, but we have the second, which is 63rd overall, the fourth, which is 111th, the fifth, a fifth rounder, 159th, and then a sixth rounder, which is 191st. And then in addition, we have the, the third and the fifth we got from Colorado today. Yeah, which is, uh, what, 97 and 161st. Yes, yes. So with, with those, honestly, I don't know too much about the players in this draft class. All I know is that next year's draft class is supposed to be a lot better. Yeah, so, so this year is like uh, apparently every, every scout I've talked to which is four of them. Uh, they all say that this is a good class, not a great class. But like next year, like you said, like that's the that's a really good class. Yeah. So I mean, pick. Try and hold on to your first round pick next year. <laughs> I wouldn't trade into the first round tonight. Scouting department, maybe they see something we don't. Yeah. No. Um, the so the we'll the big thing to watch out for uh, is the Russians. So the Russians, they don't know what the hell is going to happen with them. We've seen all this, you know, stuff this week with the the flyer goaltender getting thrown into the gulag there and thrown up into the Barren Sea as, uh, you know, as a naval base guy. And Kaprasov is now wanted. And, you know, thankfully, it sounds like Panarin and Shesterkin are stateside staying here for the summer. Um, who knows where Kratzoff is? I hope he gets out of there. So there's a lot of uncertainty with the Russian players where they think some of these high-end Russian players could fall in the draft, which is if you want to take that risk and the Rangers have now, you know, that third round pick now this year, maybe one of these Russian players falls and they jump on them and a couple years over there in Russia and they can pull them back over here. And now they have a top end prospect that kind of fell into our lap, but a lot of, a lot of teams apparently are very nervous about the Russian players and they're not going to be playing in the world juniors because of the sanctions that are playing in any international tournaments. So, you know, it's going to kind of stunt some of their development in that kind of sense. So there's a lot of people shying away apparently from the Russian players, unless they already know that they're going to be able to come over here right away. And I think what they're hoping for is some of these Russian players will, uh, move over and be an import draft or import signing for a Canadian junior team. And this way, because if not, there's no player development on your side. You're just hoping these kids play well in Russia because you can't get over there to see them play or, you know, any instruction at all. So that's the concern. 
for apparently a lot of teams going in this, and it could be good for a team like the Rangers, who don't have a first-round pick, have a couple mid-round picks and some late picks, that if a kid falls, you take a chance on him, let him sit there in Russia, hopefully this war figures itself out in the next year or so, and then there'll be relations again between these countries and kind of figure it out. But that's the biggest thing coming into this draft is just what the hell's going on over there. Yeah, so that's a huge story that's going on over there in Russia. And, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll have to see what happens uh, tonight. I, I've i heard, you know, that there might be oohs and ahs. I think yeah. that's what Kekalainen, the Columbus GM, said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that there might be some big moves. And I today I saw a headline that said that the second overall picks in play, Flyers fifth overall, I think, is in play. A couple other picks are in play. Uh, well, like, it's, uh, the Brinkett, uh, the Brinkett trade, it could happen. That's what uh, that's what they want for the Brinkett. They want the number two pick. See, I remember a- any time that all these rumors come out. I remember last year in the expansion draft, the Rangers were supposed to get Mark Giordano, and that never happened. In fact, there wasn't even a single trade the Kraken made, like a, a preemptive trade, so that they they got a player in exchange for not picking this said player. Mm-hmm. And then they just didn't pick some of their the good players that were available. Like Tarasenko was available, he they he wasn't picked by Seattle, and I don't I don't understand that. So I'll believe these rumors when I see it. Maybe this <laughs> is all just like uh, you know, for I guess in Jury's case, like let's just create some traction, like uh, some leverage in in this situation. Okay, Kopp and Strom. We're going after Malkin. We're going after Dubois. We're going after JT Miller. Uh, if you guys want to stay, then you know you could stay. But we're going after these big name players, and you know if they really want to stay, they'll significantly lower their their asking price. Maybe it's it's a, a whole coy to to make that happen, but we don't know. <laughs> so hopefully, there's some fireworks tonight. I want to see I, some. some I would moves. love it. I would love it. I think. Uh... I think they're going to, what's it, the right kids can get passed over. I think they're going to take the Slavlowski kid number one overall. Really? Instead yeah. of Shane Wright? Yeah. There's a, uh, I saw a rumor earlier say that he was meeting with uh, the Canadian's owner this morning. Um, and there was nothing for Shane Wright, but there was, apparently he he was. That could just be a, a last minute their like, due thing. Date yeah. Date. Yeah. That could be a last minute thing, but. You meet with the uh, the Molson family. I gotta think there's a reason behind it on on draft day. I don't know, like why would you have breakfast yeah. with them? But I, interesting. I, who knows? Who knows? I, this is a very fun draft because of that. There's no mm-hmm. like Alexis Lafreniere. Like you knew the Rangers were going Lafreniere. Like you knew that was gonna happen. This is like an actual in any draft, any NFL draft, basketball. Like, you know who? Well, I guess NBA was a little bit surprised this year, but. Like anything you know, like usually who's number one's going to be. Generally, there's not a number one guy this year that you're like, oh, that's a home run. Like it could be three different guys, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so be interesting to see. Like I always thought it was just going to be Shane Wright because that's yeah. what everybody. That's was that's the name about. you've been yeah. told, right? That's the name everyone. That's what told I've been for, told. Yeah, for two years now. Yeah, <laughs> that's the guy. Yeah, yeah. Emily Kaplan said that he's not like McDavid level or Lafreniere level, mm-hmm. like. And I was like, damn, that's a – I thought that was a low blow. <laughs> Maybe not no. a low blow, but th- just, eh. that just spe- – I guess that just speaks to the level of the draft class. 
that it's not it's good but not as good as as other years yeah i think i think with the thing that i that uh, the one draft said to me the one scout said to me was that it is a there'll be a lot of nhl players in this draft not stars so that's what he was kind of like he's like there's a lot of nhl players but not stars so So you could fill out fill out your roster with that with those with those players and picks um we're gonna move on to uh we're actually gonna talk about some baseball here uh we want i want the podcast ice cold takes to kind of grow out to to more new york sports so maybe a little bit of a rebrand we'll have to see but uh i myself am a mets fan if you don't follow me on twitter already ice cold takes pod if you don't follow and haven't seen my mets related tweets (laughs) now you know kyle is a yankees fan right yeah okay and both teams are kicking butt this year uh i mean i don't know about you if you're watching every single baseball game when the rangers were in the playoffs but i completely tuned out the mets because i was just so invested in the rangers um i mean the mets were doing well too while while all that was happening while the rangers were were in the playoffs so i was missing a lot but i was (laughs) i couldn't it's too much too much going on at the same time for me the Rangers did not. I mean, the Yankees did not get TV space. Let me tell you that. Oh, I, okay. You know, so what I mean, I, I, I you know, I follow. I was watching, you know, on my phone or had the update on my phone, but it was not getting. It would get the intermission. You know, it would get the twenty minutes intermission. Uh, to the point where I was actually sitting. I was worried. I I was worried I was gonna like all oh, fall into a lull of an inning. So I was setting an alarm on my phone for eighteen minutes, and then. Well, go off. I switch the channel back. No matter what, I was like, I'm not gonna miss this. So that's um, smart. Yeah. So that was my uh, that was my routine. But yeah, Yanks and Mets both look good. Um, you know, I think A Rod said yesterday that he's predicting a, a Subway Series again. So that'll probably not happen because A Rod said it. But uh, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as a Yankee fan, there's not a lot to complain about. I guess I can complain about Joey uh, Joey Gallo and. Um, him not hitting and yeah, what's going on with him? Well, he stinks. He just can't hit the ball. <laughs> he hit a home run last night, so I mean, he. But I think he was like, uh, he's hitting 031 in his last like twenty games on that. So, oh my goodness, he had he had an wow. 0 for 26 streak uh, that he broke in Cleveland. I think it was 0 for 26 when he got up to. So that's, that's bad. yeah, not good. But that's yeah, I mean the Yankees. I mean, were they at 59 wins? I think this morning they were at. I forget where they were at this morning, but. My goodness. Um, yeah, you hit 60 wins at the All-Star break. Doing pretty well. Uh, yeah, yes. 59, yeah, 59 and 23 now. So a 720 win percentage and you're 14 games up in the division. I'll take that. I'll take that any day. It's difficult to follow baseball start to finish all the way through every single game because the season's so long. After the, after the All-Star break, though, that's when things kick into high gear. That's when you really have to pay attention. Yeah, Mets should be getting Degrom back soon. They already got Scherzer back the other day. Um, yeah, what a what, so, what a Mets welcome back to him, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut out, goose egg. Guy goes goose. six innings, eleven Ks, and right, <laughs> <it's> nothing. <laughs> yep, typical Degrom fashion, right there. Yeah, I've seen it all like way too much, and watching Degrom pitch over the past few years, guy pitches his heart out literally perfect and the Mets can't even score and you know the Mets had a a big problem of hitting with runners in scoring position in uh in in Cincinnati and it didn't 
they didn't find a way until the 10th inning. The tying hit came with Nimmo on first base, actually. So he wasn't in scoring position in the ninth inning last night. So they, they got lucky there that he was able to score from first base on the double. And that the ball was called fair. I don't know if you saw it. Nice, Marte, yeah. Yeah, Marte hit it right over the bag. Tough call for the umpire to make because he has to call it in the air. So he called it fair. Look kind of foul. I, I can't tell. But <laughs> it went that way. The Mets forced it to extras. And then they were able to get the big hits with runners in scoring position. James McCann finally had a hit who's been struggling since he came yeah, he's off. Been the yeah. Yeah. That's the, I think that's the one thing the Mets, the Mets need. Like from what I've been seeing, they need a catcher. They have Francisco they, Alvarez in the, in the minors, but I don't know if he's ready to come up to the majors. They've been tied to Contreras, right? For the Cubs. Like that seems like that trade. Like, I feel like I hear it every day. Wilson Contreras, to the, the Mets, but. Uh, I, don't I mean, the Yankees got seven, I think was it was, yeah, seven games against the Red Sox in the next two weeks here. They have the Red Sox for four-game series, then the Reds for three games, and then the Red Sox for three more, and then the All-Star break. So the Red Sox are red hot. The Yankees are been hot all year, so it'll be a good test for both those teams. I also, I also saw yesterday the Mets had an Instagram post where it's like, vote. Alonso, oh, vote ridiculous. Marte and vote Raphael Devers. I'm like, why the hell is there a Boston Red Sox player on here? And the comments were like, Devers to New York, to the Mets confirmed. Uh, it's just to spite Yankees, the Yankees. And I'm like, I'll take Devers. I'll take Devers. I mean, that, that would was be a great player, but that I think was that's ridiculous. A joke. I think it's, it, I think we were just fooling around there. It was uh no, it was like the Mets released the whole thing. Like them and the Red Sox are teaming up for the All Star game. Like they're gonna vote for each other's players. It's like what we, what every Yankee fan can confirm. Like Red Sox and Mets just teaming up together. They hate the Yankees. You know, it's just two little brothers upset about the big brother still being good. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah, Mets haven't won since '86. Not in my life. We got close in 2015. Oh, it was close. It was. Pretty similar. That World Series was pretty similar. The way the games ended was pretty similar to how the Rangers finals run ended up, where they had the they were winning. They were for winning most of yeah, those games. Yeah. And they ended up losing them. Oh, the so, Rangers yeah. run. They they should have yeah. won that cup. They should have won that cup. I, I still think about that team all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whenever I have a player on that like was either on that team or whatever, I'm always like, what happened? Like, what how how did we not win those games? Man, Poor- if that Nash played like he did. I always say this. If Nash played like he did in 2015 in the playoffs, mm-hmm. the previous year in 2014 where he didn't do much, Rangers have a cup right there. Mm-hmm. And if Zuccarello never gets hurt in 2015. If Zoo yeah, doesn't get it. hurt, they win the cup. Right there. Zook that's never, the whole thing. Yeah. Right there. Yep. Because they were better the next year. They had a better team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they won Yandel the President's Trophy. was on that team. Yandel was on a team. Like, they had a ridiculous team. It's in my eyes still Yandel trade underrated. Love that mm-hmm. trade every sec, every bit of it. I do it ten times out of ten. Love Duclair in his small sample, small little yeah playing time with the Rangers. But the Rangers needed Yandel. If only they gave him more playing time. Is what I said last week on my show. Yeah, if Alan Vino used him a little bit more, then maybe. Maybe. And and the next year we could have been even better too, like 2016, 17. That was his last year with the team. Yeah. 
I, I was surprised he went back. We went to Philly last year to play with Vigneault because I didn't think he liked him. And then Vigneault got fired, but so it didn't yeah. matter. But yeah, I'm sure Yandel probably liked that part of it. Yeah, he, he probably liked <laughs> Sonk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Probably um, liked that part. Yeah. So yeah, and then the uh, the schedule came out. Do you see the schedule at all? The Rangers. Uh, I saw. I heard the Rangers are only playing the Islanders three times. Three times. Year. Yeah, interesting. Bit of a w- interesting start to the season, like the schedule wise. It kind of reminds me of the 2013-14, how that started, like on the West Coast, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the first games against Tampa at the Garden. So that's a revenge game. We we need to we need to win that one for sure. You got to win opening that- night. That's got like the the Caps game where like the Rangers get blown out, Ranger fans get all pissed off, and then those go on a run from there. So I, yeah. I can see that happening. Oh, they, they lost to Tampa. The team stinks, and then they'll get together after that. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, yeah. I, I like to see the Rangers beat up on Tampa a little bit at home, get some revenge, like you said. I'm just happy it's not in Tampa and they're not going to raise like an Eastern Conference. Final oh yeah, I'm on so you. done with that. You know. So like, I, I, I didn't need an Eastern Conference final banner night. Like, I didn't need to see that. I know we play Colorado pretty early in the season. Oh, it's, so it's just Sturgeon versus Georgiev already? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, man. I so hope we we're, have... not, we're not in the building for, for them to raise the banner. No, nah, I'm sure they'll probably. do that opening night. They'll do that yeah, opening night. Yeah. I don't know if their, home, if their opening night is their home opener for Colorado. We'll they're they're home that. against someone the day after, uh, the day at the Rangers opener. So it's not the Rangers. I saw. Okay. I think it might be St. Okay. Louis actually. I forget. Okay. What All right. Was. That's good. That's good. Let's St. Louis. Because I think that. the Rangers in Tampa might be the national game, the national game on opening night. Mm. Which I hope, which it's fine, but I hope they show an MSG. Because I hate. I want to hear Sam and uh, opening night. I can't. Sam and Joe having, opening night. Yeah. yeah. If I hear. Sean McDonough opening night and we pissed. <laughs> I'll offer no comment because I'm trying to get Kevin Weeks on still. He's probably too busy on top of the Empire State Building right now. Yeah, he's breaking news left and right. Oh, he, he, bro- he broke the uh, Mark Andre Fleury news and then had to take it back. Uh, what, after- what was it? He wants one year, uh, doesn't want a one year deal, right? Yeah, so he said that he signed a one year deal and then it came out that no, it was about him not wanting to sign a one year deal. Oh no! <laughs> you gotta love Weeksy though. Yeah, yeah, gotta love, gotta love Weeksy for sure. Still gonna keep trying to to get him on for sure. One of one of us has to get him for. I swear, even like five minutes, if I could just like see him. He follows me. Wow! So so, like, so I I've, I've asked. With, he interacts with these tweets like he's liking them. He's he's like like and he's liking the the quote quoted tweets from like my followers that are trying to get him to say something like people are making someone, someone made a meme where it's just a picture of a calendar. And every single day is a picture of Kevin Weeks's face on there. Cause that's how long I've been asking. Like it's like almost 50 days now. Yeah. I, he followed me after the Linda Cohen interview. Okay. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So I reached out to him, and I was like, hey, thanks so much for following. Huge fan. Love to get you in the show. Haven't heard back from you. Nothing. Now, that was a few busy. weeks ago. So He's a busy, uh, busy man. Yeah. Did he break the Georgiev trade? Uh, let me see. Somebody else? Let me go on his. I don't think he broke the Georgiev trade. I think the Rangers broke that. Uh, I don't think. I didn't see any guy put Makes it out sense. there. I think the Rangers just put it out there when it happened. 
it makes sense. That Which has been like that. more. I saw that happen with the McDonough trade was just Tampa breaking it. No one else had it. So I think teams are keeping things a little bit closer to the vest. But um, yeah, like I have a few contacts of like people just around the league uh, that I've either had on the show or just like, you know, have become friendly with. So I'm texting with some people this morning, like any any Ranger news. Like you heard mm. it in the Rangers and they're like, not really. And then I got the snippet about Arizona. And I was like, all right, like that could be a possibility. And they're like, yeah, like Arizona is looking really just to grab as many assets as it can right now. And I was like, well, that'll be a match made in heaven. And then I asked someone else about Gorgiev. And funny, they said that the date, the quote that I got back was the Rangers have to get something done by tomorrow or else they're in trouble. So they got something done. So that was good. Yeah. But because uh, I guess no matter what, they were going to not qualify him. So he would just walk to that next week for nothing mm-hmm. you know so i think uh you know they wanted a first round pick for him at the trade deadline which <laughs> that wasn't gonna happen and like you said before they wanted a high high-end pick and a prospect for him which i don't think was gonna happen i think chris drew kind of ran out of time and was like all right yeah. I'll, grab, I'll grab three picks for him and hopefully That's good I'll yeah and I, listen you can either use that third round pick and move nemeth or that's a you know we saw justin braun last year got picked up for a third round pick like that's maybe something you put in your back pocket next year for the trade deadline and, and yep. pick up like Frank for was a fourth round pick. So yes, yes. You know, these are guys that you could pick up next year at the deadline for, you know, these mid round picks kind of like a recouping your assets kind of deal. Yeah. They just gave up a fourth and a third, those lower picks, those mid round picks. Yeah. Uh, so getting them back in that Georgiev trade, it, that's how yeah. I see it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they got some draft assets back. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good move. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens in the draft tonight. But anyways, Kyle, thanks so much for joining me once again. It was a yeah. pleasure. Anytime, anytime. I always love coming on. Hey, Rangers fans. Thank you so much for listening to the Ice Cold Takes podcast this week. Make sure you follow at Ice Cold Takes pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest Rangers info. See you all Closing next week. Time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay.